Hello, it's episode 13. We made it all this way together. Some people are going to be listening for the first time, but hell, you made it too. You're here now. You might be late, but whatever. It's a new year, new you, and you've got a new favourite podcast. It's this one, and you're going to tell all your friends. <laughs> and if, you, if you've got kids, you're going to tell your kids' friends. And then when their parents call you up and say, don't tell my kids to listen to that podcast, uh, they swear in it briefly sometimes, you can be like, whatever. It's my favourite and other people need to know. Anyway, here's episode 13. to another episode of the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where me, Lucas Kirkby, and my good pal Tom Lawrenson look at, analyse, discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter books. This week we're on book one and we're on chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. Ooh. Tom Kittel. Estoy <laughs> <laughs> bien, estoy bien. Muy bueno. Senor Kirkby. Usted y tú también. Oh, y mí también. Estoy fantástico. <laughs> Great to hear. A uh, little treat for our Spanish-speaking listeners there. Yeah, we know we have at least yeah. seven according to our statistics. But how are you? What are you up to? I'm all right. You know, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. And I tell you what, I had a lovely dream about me and you this week. <laughs> it was very random. Yeah. We were improvising Oliver the Musical in an old people's home. And that was my dream. That is mental. Yeah, me and you, we were doing two-man Oliver, but it wasn't scripted. We were just going for it. Can I just say, you know, yeah. I'd like to stop this podcast right now, ditch Potter Vision completely, and start doing two-man Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver's! We're reviewing the situation. I think that would be fantastic. Well, we're both Oliver. Two Oliver. No, we weren't both Oliver. Uh, Yeah, but this is what it's going to be. We're both Oliver. We're both Oliver. Oh, yeah. Boys for sale. (laughs) They're going cheap. (laughs) And then we're both Fagan. More? I'd like some more as well. You too! I would love to see Oliver's. <laughs> Double the fun. That would have been a great sequel to Oliver. <laughs> You've got to pick two pockets all for you. Got to pick two pockets all for... What a lovely dream. It's fantastic. Your dream is now becoming our reality. It is. Oliver's. Hey, it'll be in the West End by the end of next year. Love stuff <laughs> how about you oh you know me i've been rattling around rolling about somersaults high kicks yeah. just been getting on with it really been watching yeah. some christmas movies been getting into the spirit oh, oh, oh. what films have you been watching uh, santa claus santa claus uh, santa claus 2 santa claus 2 the squeakquel no uh <laughs> noel what's that it's on disney plus yeah it was adapted from the uh, possible screenplay of the Santa Claus 4, but oh. they made it into Noel instead. Oh, that's exciting. And is it good? 
Nope. <laughs> but there's nothing better than a bad Christmas film. Oh, there is plenty. A good Christmas film. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Reading a, a, a novel, a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Winning yeah. on a scratch card. Being at that. Now, when this is released, it's New Year. So, Happy New Year to everybody. But to us, we're yet to experience Christmas. Yeah. You know, we're recording these in advance, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know... We hope it was a good one to everybody. We hope it will be a good one. What day is this one out? Uh, I think it's the 3rd of January. My birthday! Yay! Happy birthday! Thank and you. And by this time, <laughs> Oliver's will already be in the post-production stage. I'll listen to it on my birthday. A future note to my birthday self. Uh, I hope you're well. I hope you're handsomer than ever. And I hope you're a millionaire by then. You've got three weeks, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> Many happy returns. <laughs> Anything else going on with you this week? Um, well, there was a bit of crime at work. Oh, yeah. There's this nationwide uh, crime spree where people are pumping up cars, they'll pull up next to a car, lift it up, cut off this converter that's attached to the exhaust and get out of there in under a minute. Someone came and did it at our work car park. Yeah. yeah? And it was, uh, people were in tears because they couldn't get home. What does the converter... What does it convert? Uh, I don't know, but you can scrap it. You can get. Yeah. I think you can get three hundred pound for it. Wow! One three three minutes work. Three hundred pound for a minute's work. Yeah. My God, that's like that's eighteen thousand pounds an hour. Woman on my team was absolutely in tears because yeah. it happened to her. Yeah. I went over to her to console her because I'm a nice person, as yeah, you yeah. well know. Mm. I went to her. I was. I said, it's awful, isn't it? I said I was robbed. Believe yeah. it or not. While I was at the garage yeah. last week, yeah. she goes, "What happened?" I went three hundred quid for a new tire. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and did she? You know, did all the troubles just drift away? I'd love to say that she loved it and she laughed her way home, but unfortunately, you know, we're not in Willy Wonka. You can't just uh, laugh away. Or, or uh, you know, we're not in <laughs> <laughs> at the end of a sitcom episode. <laughs> uh, Mary Poppins, where you can't laugh your way to the ceiling. <laughs> Loud yeah. and long but that's, that's what's been going on with me. Exciting stuff. Now, Tom, are you ready for a New Year rundown? Oh, run me into the New Year. Oh, I will. It's 2021. Now then, they still don't know. It's the New Year and they still don't know who this Nicholas Flamel character is. Hermione's back after the Christmas holidays and they're back doing their lessons and they're back doing Quidditch as well and there's a big match coming up but Snape has decided he's going to be the referee and if they beat Hufflepuff Gryffindor they'll go above Slytherin in the house cup race Whoa! so it's all very exciting but Snape as a referee it's a bit dodgy what's going on now they're in the common room and Neville comes bounding in Malfoy's locked his legs together (laughs) and he's crying he's hopping up he's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's absolutely upset and Harry consoles him with a chocolate frog he goes here you go you know here's an unhealthy coping mechanism for you now Neville gives him the card he doesn't want the card it's Dumbledore again but ooh, I remember where I've seen Nicholas Flamel it's on the card he's done alchemy with Dumbledore then Hermione goes up oh, it's in my book she looks in a book 
Nicholas Flamel, the only known holder of the Philosopher's Stone. Mm. It's an amazing stone that can create gold and make you invincible. So they think that's what Snape wants, the Philosopher's Stone. Exciting. Anyway, the Quidditch match is happening. Malfoy's being annoying to Ron. He causes a fight. They have a fight. Meanwhile, Harry does a big dive, catches the snitch in record time, and Gryffindor are in the lead! Well, hey! oh, we're number one! We're number one! <gasps> now, as Harry is walking back from the Quidditch changing rooms, he spots Snape sneaking off into the Forbidden Forest. So he gets back on his broom, hides up a tree, and he watches Snape and Quirrell together. Mm. He's not quite sure who's saying what, but Snape seems to be bullying Quirrell and telling him, you know, asking him about some hocus pocus that he's been up to. No. So he goes back to the common room, does Harry, tells Harry and Ron, and he thinks, you know, if the only thing is stopping Snape from getting to that Philosopher's Stone is Professor Quirrell, then we are in trouble. Oh, my. Chapter 13. It was exciting. What a chapter. Oh, we don't say this often, <laughs> but what a chapter it was. It was uh, it, I feel like we are starting to accelerate. We've stopped off at the services for Christmas. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're back on the motorway and we're pumping towards hey. our destination. We've done our mocks in December. Yeah. But now the real studying starts. Oh, we're getting to start cramming that door. <laughs> We're going to have to start revising properly because the real stakes are coming soon. Yes. Now, Harry's been having these recurring dreams, hasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. He's dreaming that him and Ron are starring in a musical <laughs> called Oliver's. <laughs> Every night, a different song. You've had a recurring dream. Um, no, I've never had a recurring dream. I've had strange dreams, like the one I've told you about, but... I once dreamt that my mum won the X Factor. Yeah. And it was like the compilation at the end. So, you know, when they win and then it shows, like, their Your mum won the X Factor. Yeah, so it started off with, like, her in a cardigan and messy hair in, like, the audition. And then by the end, she'd had, like, a makeover and she was in a ball gown singing, like, a big song at the end. It was very strange. It was an odd dream. Did you wake up tears of, like, pride? Yeah, tears of pride, you know. They even showed her in the factory, you know, with the singles being produced. <laughs> yeah, very surreal dream, but that was a long time ago. But I've yeah. had a re- recurring dream yeah. for a number of years now, mm. and I only realised that. Oh yeah, I have that dream a lot. Yeah. In my dream, there's a building that I'm not allowed in. Ah. Like that, it, it's like a like say it's like a house or something that the family owns, but yeah. we don't go in it. It's oh. this building we don't go ah. in. We're, we're around it, but yeah. we're afraid to go in. Oh. What does it mean? Oh, maybe it's some, you know, part of your life that you're scared to go back to. <laughs> Hopefully, some repressed memory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get Professor Trelawney on it to interpret what your dream means. Last, last night, I actually dreamt. This is a weird crossover. I dreamt I was in a lesson <laughs> at Monsters University. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to fill up those scream cans. No, but oh. the lesson was yeah. defence against the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> and no one was taking the class seriously yeah. because the monster teaching it looked like a bit of a wimp. Yeah. yeah. And he was and I was like, No, you idiots, he only looks a bit like he's one of them monsters that gets scary, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Where, you know, yeah, I'm just imagining what the dark arts are in Monsters, Inc. A sock. <laughs> Human. Um, 
what I've um, what I've gathered yeah. from this book. It's yeah. taken me a while a long to come to this conclusion. Yeah. But Ron is nothing like how he's portrayed in the first film. No, 100%. What, what, are, the, what are the key differences to you? Uh, Rupert Grint yes. plays him as a lovable little uh, cheeky boy, doesn't he? Yes, exactly. Really, yeah. like, charming, mm-hmm. little, uh, like, you know... Yeah. Really nice. I think he does a fantastic job. And if you don't mind me saying, uh, it's a controversial opinion, but I think his performance in the Potter films is a lot better than his performance in Thunderpants. <laughs> don't know if you agree, but that's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Did you ever watch Thunderpants? I remember a kid telling me about it in the playground. It's basically about this big, big kid who does big trumps. And eventually, his trumps uh, power rockets into space. And uh, Rupert Grint's his friend in that as well. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's good. But he's better in Harry Potter than it is in Thunderpants. I think he's better in Harry Potter, Rupert Grint, than he is in Thunderpants. But he's playing a little nerd in Thunderpants, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Mm, You'd have to watch it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Malfoy is telling Neville... Uh, yeah. That he's not brave enough, Gryffindor. Yeah. Had me thinking that he accepts that Gryffindor is a brave house. Mm. Because if I was a rival of Gryffindor, I'd be thinking, oh no, they're not brave. They're just a bunch yeah. of, you know, gimps or whatever. Goody goodies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of weirdos. But he was like, oh, you know, he's because Neville says, oh, even Malfoy told me I wasn't brave enough to be in here. Yeah. You know, maybe Malfoy wants to be in Gryffindor. Yeah. That would have taken the, the books down a um, different route, wouldn't it? I could, I could have seen him going under Fred and George's wing. Yeah, well, maybe that's an interesting part of the... Because we... I hate spoiling these books, but you should have read it. But, but by the end we, of the books, we see a bit of a reprieval for Yeah, last, last book. Yeah, the last Last book. chapter. All right, the last <laughs> chapter. The last few minutes of the film. But... Maybe that's the, you know, there's a thing of, you know, if he had been in Gryffindor or if he was brought up differently, he might have been a different person. And maybe he has got that kind of, um, you know, anger in him and bitterness because maybe it's because he's not in Gryffindor. Is angry and is, is he more angry or more bitter than uh, Ron? No. <laughs> is anyone? <laughs> but that's it. Maybe Ron in Slytherin would have taken a very dark turn. Yeah. Uh, as you said, uh, Neville gets handed a chocolate frog. Yeah. He then unwraps it, yeah. takes the frog out of the box, <laughs> and then hands, uh, hands Harry the card and goes, right, I'm off to bed. Oh, chocolate frog in bed. Bliss. Bliss. Absolute bliss. <laughs> but I'm not being funny, right? You know, he's giving him a chocolate frog. He's like, thanks for the chocolate frog. Here's the card. Uh, here's the packaging. Uh, here's the bag you gave. Just put that in the bin for me, will you, Harry? Just deal with that yourself. I've got what I want. I've got, I'm going to go eat this in bed. <laughs> McGonagall coming in. Neville, what are these chocolate stains all over your bed sheets? <laughs> oh, I've had another nightmare. No, yeah. just a chocolate frog. But as I said in the the rundown, mm-hmm. it's an unhealthy coping strategy. Yeah. Short term, comfort eating. It'll make it better. But yeah, you're not teaching him to help himself. You're just teaching him, yeah, comfort eating. It's not going to help him. It's terrible. You got a face. You just got to deal with your emotions. You can't like drown them in chocolate. Now we get the back of the card, and we learn that Dumbledore um, is friends with Nicholas Flamel because of their uh, work in alchemy together. Yes, but also because of Dumbledore's discovery of the twelve uses of dragon's blood. Yep. Now, 
I looked up what are the 12 wow. uses of dragon's blood. Okay. Now, there's a bit of, um, I found... Can I guess some? Or are they, like, unguessable? You can, but I'm going to give you... First, I found, like, t- like contradicting things. Okay. Because some things says that um, uh, the author has not, like, revealed all of them. Yeah. 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 Whereas I found on some other side mm. just 12 things. Right, So right. I was like, I'm going to go off these things. Would you like to guess some? Yeah. Uh, the first one I'm going to guess is that they, they're put into uh, wands. Um, no, but they do use them for spells. Ah, there we go. Yeah, All so right. that's like you can, um, if you're doing a, I don't know, are a good replacement for human blood yeah. in something. All right, right that's good. What else you got? Um, I reckon they use it to, that there'll be some potions that dragon's blood is an ingredient for. Is that right? Well, yeah, that's spells, isn't it? You can't just say the whole of magic is spells. Uh, I don't know. It's an ingredient for um, wizard's black pudding. Right. So now I'm doubting these 12 uses yet. Because, because of what I've said. No, no, no. Because when one of the things that uh, old Joe Rowling said is that yeah. one of him's an oven cleaner. What? <laughs> one yeah. of the uses is an oven cleaner. Right, right. Yeah. So these are... Right, okay. So the 12 I found mm-hmm. on some muggle website... Mm-hmm. One of them is perfume. Oh, right. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can mix it with some other bits. Cause yeah. Another is ink. Oh, yeah. yeah. Medicine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, I'm beginning to question uh, whoever wrote all these. Yeah. Because a lot of these, you're going to hear when I read them out, Yeah. Um, bleed into each other. Hey, yeah. bleeding. Yeah, so I've said, yeah. I've said medicine. Yeah. Another one is stops bleeding. Right. So medical uses. Yeah, medical, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, another one is curing stomach ulcers. Medicine. <laughs> yeah. Fever reducer. Medicine. <laughs> Dye. That was the other one. Ink. Ink. <laughs> um, violin resin. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Incense. Perfume. Perfume, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but can I, t- can, you know, can I tell you something? If on the back of the card it said the four uses of dragon's blood, it's not going to make Dumbledore look as good, is it? <laughs> no, no, there's 12, there's 12, there's, there's perfume. Splitting hairs uh, here, Dumbledore. Uh, there's perfume, there's incense, uh-huh. there's a candle. Painting pigment. Dye. <laughs> <laughs> Toothpaste. Medicine. <laughs> it is. It's a medicine for your teeth. And the last one was spells. Yeah. All right. Uh, so maybe he's, you know, blowing things out of proportion a bit here. Yeah. Or we can't trust that. We can't trust that site that I used. Muggle that I was on the. To be honest with you, I was on the black net. I was on the dark net for on that. Were you the yeah. dark web? I was looking. I was. Br- that's how I came across that back. So I was browsing buying a child. <laughs> A bit of human trafficking that I came across that, yeah. Well, it, you know what? You never know what those words are. I'm not can too sure. So then they figure out um what the philosopher's stone is. Oh yeah. Yeah? Wow. It's it what is it? They it gives the elixir of life, it makes you invincible, immortal. Not invincible, but immortal. And uh, it creates gold. Right. Wow. That's what Snape's after. It makes you invincible and it makes you rich. Oh, Snape wants that gold. If Snape's after that, let him have it, I reckon. If Snape's rich and invincible, he's not going to work at Hogwarts anymore. He will be out of your hair. 
Let him get the Philosopher's Stone. You'll get a new potions teacher who doesn't deduct points. You'll get a new Quidditch referee who isn't biased. Let the let the events take their course. No, we can't have him getting a better job. He no. has to stay here with me. I'll be damned if he has that two-bed <laughs> semi-detached house. I'll be damned if he doesn't have to live in Bradford. <laughs> Just let it happen. It'll actually, in the long run, make your lives easier. HRH. I, I always thought that. Did they go to Snape's house in one of the last films? Um, they go to Malfoy Manor. No, it's... No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the Half-Blood Prince... Uh, where they do the unforgivable, the, the unbreakable unfor- yeah. vow. Whose house is that in? I, I swear it's Snape's house. Oh, it might be. Because um, Malfoy's live in a mansion. Yeah. I doubt Bellatrix has a house, especially no. she doesn't live in a terrace yeah, in yeah, Bradford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what, because I was like, yeah. I was like, I thought that brickwork looked like Bradford and also it was very yeah. rainy. Those classic Bradford bricks. Yeah. Maybe it was Snape's house and it wasn't exactly a big, a big place, was it? I couldn't imagine for as much as Snape hates people. Yeah. Or he seems to have a very disdain for, you know... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, communities. Yeah, yeah. you think he'd want to live alone. Yeah. But then if you think the majority of his time is spent living at Hogwarts, maybe yeah. he's just got this second home that he rents out for fringe festivals. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, Lucas, I wanted to ask yes, you, yes. What, what would you do with the Philosopher's Stone? Wow! If you had uh, to pick one of the uses... You can't use both. Uh-uh. Oh, you're not nice. I think immortality would be a very lonely thing, I think. I think it would be nice to start with, but I think if you lived for... Like, this bloke's lived for, like, 600 years. Mm. I think, you know, growing up, you know, seeing your kids, your family grow old and die, and then you're still around, and uh, I, I think it would be a very lonely existence. I think my family would be happy for me if I was to live forever. Well, they would be happy, <laughs> but I think for you, I don't know, I think it, I think it would be odd. I don't think there'd be any greater pride, you yeah. know, than seeing uh, your own father outlive you. <laughs> I'd do anything to die before my dad. Yeah. <laughs> But does he... He grows old, though, doesn't he? He looks old. I've seen pictures of him in the... He appears in the Fantastic Beasts film. Yeah, but that's only because... Yeah, I suppose he does... He do, do you reckon he looks 500? No, he doesn't look 500, but he looks ancient. Yeah. He looks like he's nearly dead. And um, so, yeah, you're not looking like a young person and you might not be able to move around like a young person. So, to answer your question, I think I'd go for the... Go for gold! Go for gold! Yeah. And... Um, I, there's a difference because when you when I was thinking about this question, and it's a different question than if you asked what would you do if you won the lottery, because if you won the lottery you've still got limited money, mm. you've got like four million, which is you know, not you know unlimited. So if I won the lottery, I would do stuff like invest in property. I think oh, I'd yeah. do a little bit of like paying off the mortgage and helping out family yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But I think I'd invest money. But with unlimited money, which is what the Philosopher's Stone gives you, the gold, I think then you could just try and help as many people as you could. Go mad, just spend, 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 spend. Yeah. But I think I think there'd be a big target on your back if you were the only person who had this stone. I think a lot of people would... But do you reckon if it. you're, like, producing so much gold... Yeah. ...the value of gold would, like, shrink? Yeah, maybe it'd be, like, inflation-type yeah. stuff where it'd go mad... So you'd have to be careful, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. So your choice is 
long life where you are a shriveled little raisin. Yep. <laughs> or yeah. a quick life where you're a very rich man where you can do what you want and your family will be always happy. Tough one. Mm. So yeah, I think I would go for gold. Happy family or do you want to see how horrible the earth turns into in 300 years? <laughs> Right in, listeners, what would you prefer? Eternal life or eternal wealth? Let us know. We Let need to find know. out. Now, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Snape, he wants the defence against the dark arts job. We joked about him wanting to be a PE teacher. <laughs> and now in this chapter, can I be a Quidditch referee? No, you can't, Snape. Oh, well, actually, yes, you can. Yes, you can. That is crazy. Because... It's mental to think of Snape on a broom. It is insane. When, like, right, you want to be Quidditch referee. When was the last time you were on a broom? Uh, year nine? <laughs> what? We've, we only ever see Snape in cloaks. Yep. So are, to, are we to assume that in this, Snape is in a pair of trackies? <laughs> I'm imagining him shorts, 118 vest, <laughs> and uh, a little whistle. Yeah, Abs- they are crazy. Um, this is only the second time so far in the book. I'm hoping for a third that we will have seen Snape's bare legs. Yeah. <laughs> That's my biggest issue with the films. Yeah, not enough of Alan Rickman's bare skin. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, we need to see more of that. They're surprised that Dumbledore has come to the match. Yeah. What else has he got to do? Yeah. The man does nothing. Yeah. For a head teacher, you don't see him for the entire year. He doesn't teach any lessons. He puts all the admin to McGonagall and stuff. Well, I've got to save my energy to <laughs> to uh, go around in the middle of the night and, and spy on little boys. <laughs> That's where I spend my time. <laughs> Where's Dumbledore? He's having a lie-in. He's been uh, watching children all night. all night. <laughs> he I'm was up all night. exhausted. Yeah. Now, they're worried about Snape being the referee because they think in the last Quidditch match he was bewitching Harry's broom. Yeah, they think he's going to kill him. They think he's going to kill him. And they suggest things to get Harry out of the match. They're like, pretend you're ill, pretend to break your leg, <laughs> actually break your leg. Now, this seems like a crazy idea, but <laughs> about two years ago at the school I work at, I was walking down a corridor and uh, I heard like somebody falling down some stairs, right? <laughs> I come up, there's a kid at the bottom of the stairs, right, on the floor. And I go, what were you doing? What, what happened? He goes, I asked my friend to push me because I didn't want to do PE. <laughs> <laughs> so he genuinely asked his mate to push him down the stairs so he could, like, hurt himself. Was he trying to break his leg? I don't know if he was trying to break his leg, but he was trying to get out of PE because he'd fallen down the stairs. I- I've been there. Yeah. Maybe not with PE. No. I've, uh, I've, I've, once, I've always, always fancied having a broken leg. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned this before. Have I? Yeah. I won't mention it again, then. All right, make this the last <laughs> time, please. No, I'll bring it up again, don't worry. All right. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever gone through elaborate things to get out of stuff? Um, not that I can remember. You're a good boy, you, aren't you? Yeah, I, I try not to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, really. I'm usually quite... If I don't want to do something, like in the modern, like the modern times, like now as an adult, I'm usually quite direct. Yeah. Like if I, like sometimes I don't drink and sometimes I can't be bothered going on like a night out or something like that. And so sometimes if people are like, oh, you know, yeah, or, or I won't drink on a night out, they go, come on, have a drink, have a drink. 
And uh, usually when you try and get out of it, people will try and get round your excuses. So you go, oh, I'm driving. Oh, get a taxi home. I'll drive you home. Or, you know. I'll drive you home drunk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Um, But I'm just direct now because I think it works best. I'll just Mm. say I don't want to. Yeah. And that normally works like or if someone's like hey come and come and do this zoom quiz and then rather than making up an excuse and say oh i'm busy i'll just go well i don't want to well that's <laughs> that's very good it's miserable but it works i don't think it's mis- yeah because sometimes you can find yourself you, life is too short to be doing things that you don't want to do yeah when in similar scenarios i use a trick that i learn uh, by watching the film hustlers have you oh, seen yeah. that no film? no it's jennifer lopez oh yeah and uh, some other people and uh, they're <laughs> they're strippers oh, and yeah. uh, the stripping in, stripping industry hang takes on, hang on what's this film called <laughs> hustlers it yeah. takes a nosedive yeah yeah and so they have to figure out ways of getting men to come to the strip clubs to oh, spend yeah. a lot of money yeah. so then they like go they go out and they hang find on. the fact that jennifer lopez works there is not <laughs> enough of a draw for these men Nope. <laughs> um, but they go out and yeah. they get these men to drink and the men are buying them all drinks thinking that the girls are all drinking as well. Yeah. But the girls will just throw their drinks behind them, you know, or pull them away or whatever. Yeah. Or they'll like, um, they'll get drugs out and yeah. they'll get the guy to do drugs. Then they'll pretend to do drugs, but they'll just throw it behind them. Right, right. I do that. I'm throwing drinks everywhere. I'm throwing drugs behind me head. <laughs> just other people in the club just slipping in puddles of vodka. Yeah, people sniffing up the back of my jacket. <laughs> 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 Reminds me of that scene in Dumb and Dumber where he throws the salt behind him and then gets in trouble with that bloke. Fantastic. Um, have you seen Dumb and Dumber? No, I can't remember that scene. You're missing out. Well, they do a bit where they go, oh, it's good luck to throw salt over your shoulder. And he gets the whole pot, oh, throws yeah. the whole pot behind him and then uh, he gets into trouble. It's a good prank. It's a very it's good, a good prank. prank. Um... <laughs> Now, the the whole of Gryffindor, especially the team, are yeah. thinking, oh, no, with Snape as referee, he's going to be uh, unfairly... like un- yeah. uh, He's going to be um, unfair to the Gryffindor team. Yeah. He's going to be like, you know, because he knows we're close to being in the lead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's going to be so unfair. Beginning of the match... <laughs> beginning of the match... <laughs> I've got this. George <laughs> hits a bludger at him. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Give him a penalty. And then he gives him a penalty. You're unfair there, Snape. I was only trying to hurt you. (laughs) I was only trying to hurt you. Now, Ron and Hermione are in the crowd, Mm. right? And Neville is confused as to why they've brought their wands with them. If I was a wizard, I would never go anywhere without my wand. It'd be like keys, wallet, wand. I can't imagine being a wizard and not leaving the house without your wand. Yeah. You're always going to be using magic, I think. But they, they've got their wands because they've learnt this leg locker curse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says they're going to use it at any sign that Snape looks like he might harm Harry. Snape on the broom. Yeah. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of it's, ifs, buts and maybes in their plan. You know, I'd, I'd love the other way this, this novel could have gone, at which Snape just looks at Harry and does a bit of a sneer. Right, leg locker curse! And then he falls to his death because his legs are locked together on this broom. Right, that's it. I'm killing him. <laughs> just his legs tangled in his own broom Snape, as he struggles. I reckon, right, right. Last Quidditch match, Yeah. right, I think Snape's gone to Dumbledore. He's gone, I'm not coming to Quidditch anymore. I'm sat there. Right? <laughs> and I get set on fire. 
Yeah. yeah. Dumbledore's like, no, my friend, you must get back on the horse. <laughs> this week, you are referee. You will be fine. You'll be under my gaze. No one will hurt you. And now Hermione's there like, I'm going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> she leg locks him, kills him. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not doing it anymore, Dumbledore. <laughs> Something's happening at Quidditch. I'm not going anymore. <laughs> Somebody's got it out for Snape. This is Snape's story, not Harry's. We must always remember that when we're reading this book. This is not Harry Potter. This is Snape, yeah. the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, crazy. Malfoy. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, he's on top form. He is a bully oh, and he's not being nice. He's so funny in this chapter. I was like, this boy, right? How old is he 11? Yeah. Do some stand-up, pal. You should do. You've got what it takes. These quips. Right, he's taking digs at Neville. Yeah. Right? But he's not even going at the low-hanging fruit. No. Uh, Neville's uh, described as being plump, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he's going after his intelligence. Yeah. Absolute brilliant. Like, to go <laughs> to go after someone who's... Like, he's not being nice. He's yeah. going, he's gone, too easy. Yeah. You haven't got enough brains, Neville. What's his joke he says about it? He you says know, something like, people get on the Quidditch team, the Gryffindor Quidditch team, because they feel sorry for them. Yeah. Harry Potter doesn't have any parents. <laughs> the Weasleys don't have any money. Neville doesn't have any brains. <laughs> and then he says, if brains were gold, you would be poorer than Weasley. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he, is, he is absolutely uh, acerbic, I think they say, with his wit. Right? Earlier in the chapter, <laughs> after... Um, after uh, He's the leg locker, curse on yeah. him. Uh, Ron comforts him mm. and he says to Neville, Neville, you are worth 12 of Malfoy. Mm. Yeah, you're worth 12 of him, right? And if you keep eating these chocolates, you'll be <laughs> worth 13 of him. <laughs> but then, so uh, yeah. Malfoy insults Neville yeah. and then Neville retorts back, I'm worth 12 of you. Out of context, he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> 12? <laughs> It's such a random number, isn't it? You, you know, Malfoy's half the wizard you are. You're twice the wizard Malfoy is. No, no, you're 12 times. 12 times. You came... And friends have digs at each other, you yeah. know, because they know they can take them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You came round here earlier, right? Yeah. What's, what's the first thing you noticed about me? What's different today? Hey, you're wearing a lovely, <laughs> I think you call them a pair of dungarees. I was wearing a pair of dungarees for fun. It's Sunday. <laughs> You've got to have fun on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, I said something to you along the lines of, uh, oh, I was going to show you a picture of me mm. three months ago. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I wanted to, because I was pointing out how much I've changed. Yeah? Yes, yeah. And then you said, what did you say? He said something like, well, you've lost your sense of style. (laughs) (laughs) If I'd have stopped you and gone, I'm worth 12 of you. (laughs) I'd I'd have left. (laughs) Well, that's sad. We were having a laugh then, and you ruined it by taking it seriously. (laughs) You driving home sad. Yeah. Calling up your mum. Ah, I don't know if I'm going to do that podcast anymore. Yeah, Uh, Tom's really upset me. He thinks he's worth 12 of me. Yeah. You know, t- two or three times, I, c- I can understand, but twelve, it cut me deep. Oh, I don't like it. A dozen times the value. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I think, you know, Malfoy is funny, but I think everybody's funny. Go on. People are, uh, people are coming out with these funny lines, <laughs> you know, where uh, Hermione has a line, you know, at least, we're not, you know, hopefully we won't be wiping you off the pitch. 
Ronda's a line at the end, who if Quirrell's looking after the stone, it'll be gone by Tuesday. And they're coming up with these big, witty lines. Funny little beggars. They're funny. And Hermione is getting... It's like... Um, She's having the last line in a lot of segments of the chapters. Oh, yeah. She had one last week about uh, Nicholas Flamel. We could ask your parents. That would be uh, that wouldn't be dangerous. No, no, because the dentists. Hey, she's getting the last line. It's like, um, you know, in EastEnders, they count up how many characters have had the, the Duff Duff line. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you say the line that goes, Duff, 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 Duff. Yeah. They actually rack them up, and there's like a ranking of how many actors have had, like, the Duff Duffs in He's number one. I think it'd be somebody like Phil Mitchell. Oh, really? Somebody like that. Just for longevity. For longevity. And he's quite a potent character. Quite a potent character. But here, Hermione's in the lead for Duff Duffs. Mm. She's getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of screen time. Maybe Ron, actually, because he's the most violent one. Very violent. He, he, so uh, Malfoy makes some quips about uh, Ron being poor. Mm-hmm. Too hot-headed, hot-headed Ron. Yes. Right? A simple shut-up would have done. Yeah. Instead, he's punching, like, through jumping at Malfoy, dragging him to the floor. Hey, listen. Mm. Sticks and stones will break my bones. Mm. Words will never hurt you. Yeah. Don't, what's he doing punching? He's a fool. He's only, he hasn't learned at Christmas. He mm. went for him at Christmas, and now he's had a proper fight with him. He's not learning. No. No. Dumb boy. Dumb, dumb boy. The match boy. is going on, and yeah. before it starts, it's over. Harry's got the snitch. Oh, nobody can remember. It must be a record. Nobody can remember. This first year next to me tells me he's never seen the snitch court so quickly. How many matches have you seen? Two. <laughs> it must be a record, though. I've never seen it caught as quickly as this. I think if I was a Quidditch fan, yeah. right, you've, you've come out, right, what is it, Sunday or Saturday or something? Yeah. Quidditch match. This is going to be good. It's cold, it's raining out. Right? Yeah. Getting ready. I've had me lunch. Right. Marching about an hour to the Quidditch match. Yeah. Here we go. Then climbing up them wooden stairs. Let's get a good seat. Here we go. <laughs> Harry's caught the snitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go get a couple of pints. I'll be back in a minute. All right, hey. How they doing? They've won. Huh? <laughs> Well, I'll just sit here and drink these two pints while everybody leaves. <laughs> you can't bring them back into the school. Oh, oh. What a nightmare. Oh. You'd be so disappointed, right? He wins. Snape, furious, spits at the floor. Oh, worst character now for me. I was about to say the same. Spitting <laughs> is never excusable. There is no reason to spit on the floor. And you are a teacher at a wizarding school and you have spat in front of the entire school. What a shit example, Snape. <laughs> I'd be going, uh, if, I was a t- I, uh, if I was an impressionable young man, Yeah, I'd be going, oh, I guess we can spit. Yeah, Snape spits, oh, we can spit. We can spit now. We yeah. can spit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spit now. I'm going to spit at Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be a nightmare for any... All the teachers are going to be fuming at Snape. Because now, every time they bring up to a kid, if they see a kid spitting... Right, no spitting. <laughs> Professor Snape spits. <laughs> Shut up. He's, he's set that school back five years in terms of that rule. It's going to take a long time to build that back up because of that one act of idiocy. Everyone's going to be going home. Everyone's going to be going home. Parents are going to be looking at robes. What are all these stains all over your robes? It's spit. What? 
everyone's spitting at Hogwarts. <laughs> Do you mean everyone's spitting up? Well, Snape started it off, and we've all been doing it. We've been gossing everywhere, because he's proved to us that it's fine to spit. The amount of letters that are going to be coming in next term for <laughs> Snape, asking for him to resign. You're not going back. It's disgusting. <laughs> he's been watching too much Champions League football, and he's like, hey, I'm going to be a referee. What do they do in the Muggle world? Hey, they all spit. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to fit in and just gob on the floor every five seconds. If I was on, say, like, if I'm, so we've said on this podcast before, this is our second anti-spit rant. Yeah. <sighs> Just don't spit everybody. If I was a famous footballer, which yeah. I think I've got the potential to be. Yeah. Right? You're lean, you're young. And if I, <laughs> if I was a spitter. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't let the two mix. I'd never be letting video footage of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, be caught of me yeah. spitting on national t- television. It's horrendous, isn't it? Worse than spitting, right? T- if Snape would have done this, I'd have closed the book. <laughs> the one where they push one of their nostrils <laughs> and fire out snot from their nose. They do it all the time in the football. <laughs> and it is vile. Imagine. Imagine if, if that had been in the book then. <laughs> the match was over. Snape was furious. He put one finger to his nostrils and fired a rocket out the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's a stream of snot jettisoned out oh, of his nose. Why do they think it's appropriate to spit on television? I don't know. Absolutely horrendous. I do get it, though. You're running around, and when you run around, the saliva builds up in your mouth. But mm. just drink some water. Drink it down. Swallow it. Swallow it, boys. Swallow it. Dribble it out. Yeah. <laughs> What's Snape spitting for? Why has why he gathered up saliva? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's on a broom. <laughs> you know, you're not, in, you're not in a car operating the controls going, oh, I ain't got the saliva building up in my mouth. Now, I don't know how much time elapses Mm -hmm. from the end of the Quidditch match to Harry putting his broom in the broom shed. I'm not sure how much time elapses. Yeah. But... What time's the Quidditch match? It's the fastest match in Hogwarts history. Yeah. And by the time he's got changed, it's night. (laughs) And they're all having the dinner. Well, so Snape does his spitting. Yeah. And then Harry sees him immediately running into the woods with a cloak on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so he's obviously got changed a lot quicker than Harry has <laughs> Harry's been having a lazy Sunday afternoon Taking it all in Yeah, You know, Harry hurry up and I'll take me time He's watching the sunset <laughs> Aren't I the best? <laughs> <laughs> and he sees Snape running into the woods And Harry thinks, I'll follow him I'll follow him And I forgot about this completely, this little bit Yeah Because it's not in any film no, I think in the film, they, he finds them in a broom cupboard or something. Yeah, he just has him shoved up against a wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> Excuse me, first filch now, um, girl. And then he thinks, ah, oh, I'll get after him. And it's so... The image of Harry above the treetops yeah. on a broom had mm-hmm. me laughing. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Eavesdropping. And then at one point, I can't really tell whether Harry got off his broom and he's in the tree now. Yeah. Or whether he's just hovering on the... on. The broom holding yeah. onto a tree. Yeah. It's one or the other. But the fact that he's gotten got into a tree mm. is hilarious. If Snape was to look up and saw Harry looking at him, I think I'd just think, I'm gonna kill you now. <laughs> I had no intention of killing yeah. you, but seeing you <laughs> peeping yeah. 
You're a peeper potter. Yeah, peeper potter. <laughs> and then uh, I really enjoyed the idea that an owl hoots and he nearly falls off his broom. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging off his broom. <laughs> hey, it reminds me of the owl from Bambi. Is it from Bambi? I don't know. Or are you thinking Robin Hood? No, no, I don't know. I've not seen Bambi. Well, it's like a... <laughs> if you're a listener and you know what I'm on about, right? <laughs> Message in. Is that from Bambi? A hoo hoo, the newborn Bambi. Yeah, what is he talking about? Does. Right, so Snape has taken Quirrell into the woods uh, to give him a good telling off or something. Oh, yeah. To give him a talking to. Oh, yeah. Does Snape know what's on the back of Quirrell's head? I don't know, and this confused me because. Oh, I don't like spoiling it, but we've kind of spoiled it, haven't we? We know. Well, if this is your first listening, if you're finding out of Harry Potter through yeah. this podcast, something's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Pause it, read the whole seven books, and then press play again because we're about to spoil it. Yeah, this really interested me because Snape. It, right, Voldemort is on the back of Quirrell's head, mm. and Snape. I don't know if he knows that or not. We don't know. But in the end of the book, Snape turns good. Yeah. But before then, Voldemort believes that Snape is on his side. Yeah. Right? But how far back does that go? Because when does Snape go back on Voldemort's side? Because if if he's on his side in this book, he would work with Quirrell, wouldn't he? Because Voldemort is on the back of his head. But here in book one, he's working against Quirrell, which implies that he's good. Yeah, but, but he's always been good. Yeah, he's always been good, but if Voldemort's on the back of his head, he's trying to make Voldemort think that he's bad. But if he crushes Voldemort out, yeah. he's, he's, his aim is for Voldemort to not come back. Right. But then how would Voldemort then trust him in the later books? That's the thing. So if he's in the woods and yeah. he's thinking... Uh, uh, I don't know. How does Voldemort sound? Harry uh, Potter... Oh, Malaganada! Yeah, that's it, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, um, the boy who lived... You're probably thinking, he's taking potions very seriously. He really is invested in this job. Yeah. Trying to stop Quirrell getting at the Philosopher's Stone. He probably yeah. thinks Quirrell wants to live forever. Yeah. Well, that's a good enough excuse, isn't it? Hmm, that's it's a good... strange one. Please let us know about this, because I think uh, we've gone away from making this entertaining. And uh, we're just genuinely thinking about that. So please let us know. Quirrell uh, says, oh, strange place to meet me, Snape. And then Snape says, yes, well, we don't want any students finding out about the Philosopher's Stone, right? Mm. We only leave clues to it on the back of their trading cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We only want them to find it out after weeks of work. <laughs> and it's a bit weird mm. that um, this is Snape's mission. Mm. It's like, well, have you fa- have you realised how to get past the uh, uh, dog yet? Have you uh, figured out all the other tricks? Have you? How far have you got? How far yeah. have you got? It's like, what is Dumbledore doing? Yeah. If he's got a member of staff going like you know, mm. like committing treason, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like thieving, yeah. going crackers. Why is he not just going? Hey, listen, mate. I'm gonna have to have a word with you. Yeah. Like, why is he not trusting Snape? Yeah, or why does he just fire Quirrell if he knows what the deal is? Why is his, like, you know, mm. why, is there, why are his priorities, like you said earlier? Yeah. Creeping around at night and uh, 
I've always wanted to see what other people see in the mirror. Vera said, yeah. uh, so far, Harry sees his parents and Ron sees a trophy. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dumbledore, I know you're my boss, but can you help me out? I'm trying to, you know, save the no, world. No, no, I'm too sleepy. Too sleepy. <laughs> oh. oh, Dumbledore. I've been up all night. But I'm trying to save the world on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's a bit of a head scratcher. I, I must be. I must be honest. When what I realised is, I don't think they go on their brooms enough. No. If I had a broom, like I'd just be always just like flying about on it. You know, just yeah. like going. Well, then I assume it's a bit like uh, ones where you can't use them outside of lessons. So I'm assuming there's a rule like. Well, they can use them outside of lessons. Can they? They're always doing spells on each other. They're not supposed to, are no, they? No, they can just not use them outside of Hogwarts. I think I think there was a rule in one of the first chapters where I think it was in the sorting ceremony where you're not allowed to use magic outside of class. Mm. You're not supposed to. So I don't know. Obviously, everybody is, but I think it's the same with brooms. Where if you're not in Quidditch lesson, if you're not in flying lessons, you're not on a broom until I don't know you're older or have a broom license. If I was, um, if I was Quirrell, I'd be a bit pissed off at Snape. Mm. So Snape's gone, um, uh, Quirrell, after Quidditch, yeah. I want you to meet me in the Forbidden Forest. Oh, yeah. Right. And uh, Quirrell's gone, all right. <laughs> yeah. He's met him in the Forbidden Forest, yeah. and Snape's gone, uh, Quirrell, have you found out how to get past Hagrid's beast? Yeah. And Quirrell says, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And eventually Snape goes, all right, see you later then, and walks off. Why have you brought me to the Forbidden, forbidden Forest? Because <laughs> they're not just done that in their, in their in bedroom. The office. Yeah, yeah. In the bedroom? <laughs> uh, can we meet in your bedroom? Uh, why? Oh, it's either that or the forest. Those are the only two options. What about my classroom uh, when the kids are eating? Nope. <laughs> I'm assuming they've got like a, um, a teacher's... Sexual do- relationship. A, a, no, a teacher's dormitory. <laughs> And also I found funny that um, yeah. uh, Harry overhears Snape yeah. um, saying the uh, phrase, uh, your, little, your little bit of hocus pocus, yeah. Yeah. That's what Snape refers to uh, as uh, resurrecting the dead. <laughs> <laughs> hocus pocus. Yeah, it's you and your gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think, you know, obviously this scene has been written in a way to be dubious yeah and for people to assume that it's snape that's bullying quirrell but mm. it's got to be vague enough for the plot twist which we've already spoiled mm. later on when we find out the voldemort's on the back of quirrell's noggin ah oh, well right yes how many how many philosopher's stones oh it's that chapter is it out of five are you giving this chapter do you know what? As I said at the beginning, I like that we're moving forward to the climax of the book. We yeah. had a little bit of a palate cleanser, and now we know what it is. It's the Philosopher's Stone. Mm. We've seen Snape with Quirrell. He's mentioned the Philosopher's Stone. We're getting closer and closer to the climax of this book that we've been reading for the past 13 weeks. Having said that, you know, I I don't know, the Quidditch chapters never really get me going as much as they should do. And it was a bit talky, 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 talky. 
But do you know what? I liked it and I liked the way we're moving. It was short and sweet. And I'm going to give it three and a half Philosopher's Stones out of five. Mmm. Mmm. Don't know what you think, Sam. Three and a half, he says. Now, this chapter, it was enjoyable. Yeah. It was brief. It was brief. Had some movements. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bit of chat, a bit of Quidditch. Yeah. Uh, a bit of eavesdropping. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, Malfoy was on top form. Malfoy was on top form. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Neville standing up for himself, taking on Crab and or Goyle. That was good. <laughs> that was impressive, I thought. Yeah. Ron kept his mouth shut quite a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that's a big thumbs up from me. Hey! I mean, two of my stars were just for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we found out what the Philosopher's Stone is. Um, Dumbledore was on the Quidditch match, hugging Harry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm proud to say that I'm going to give this chapter... Two Philosopher's Stones <laughs> out of five. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you took me in a direction and then you, you pulled back and revealed. Yeah, that, you know, some people might say that's harsh, but we've got to compare it with what we've read previously. Yeah. And there have been some absolutely wonderful chapters and it wouldn't do them, a, you know, justice if we rated this highly. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yes. Now, are you ready for my popular segment. Yes. Quiz. Just close my book. People uh, might like to know this is a closed book exam every week. <laughs> quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. <laughs> right, quiz 13. Could believe it. Wow. It's your 13th quiz. I'm excited. I'm trying to think how many I've won. I think maybe three out of the <laughs> 12 so far. So I've got a one in four chance based on previous <laughs> four. Right. I think you got a good shot for this one. Okay. I'm, I want a New Year's dance with you. Right. Uh, what is the exchange rate of Neville's to Draco's? Oh, <laughs> it is <laughs> 12 to 1. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Question two. Yeah. What year did Dumbledore defeat Grindelwald? Oh! <laughs> it's an easy one. I know it is, but... Oh, this is so annoying because I, I should know this. And... Um... Oh, this... Um... We'll come back to it. We'll come back I'm going to kick myself with that. Yeah, go on. Question three. Yeah. What are the two uses for the Philosopher's Stone? Oh, it has the elixir of life, which makes you immortal, and it creates gold. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what is the leg locker curse? Locomotor mortis. Excellent. Thank you. Question, uh, I guess this is five now. Mm-hmm. How old is Perinel Flamel? His wife is, right, Nicholas Flamel is 665. She is 657. Oh! <gasps> 658. Oh! <laughs> oh! Uh, right, you're going to take a stab at what uh, year did Dumbledore... Yeah, um, 1945. Correct. Oh, no! Do you know what? I was one out. You can have that. No, I can't accept you, it. You're not going to have it? I don't know. It's New it's Year. New, well, you let me have it because it's New Year. I'll let you have it because it's New Year. What oh, are you putting on? Old Lang Syne? 
No, we're going to have a lovely dance, and uh, I want to get the right track. How long was it for? 30 seconds, 30 did you say? seconds. 30 seconds, and uh, let's have this. Are we ready? Yeah, go on. All right, we're going to have a dance. <laughs> hey, there we go. Yo, we give yourself 15. <laughs> oh, do you know what? 2021 is only going to go downhill from now. What an experience I've just had. Thank you for sharing that with me. Right. Um, so you've won the dance. Yes. What will next week's prize be? That's the, the question. The next prize yeah. will be uh, a secret handshake. A secret handshake? Yeah. That's we, exciting. You can choose yeah. a secret handshake. Yeah. Uh, you, it's limited to three moves, in it? Three moves, yeah. Three moves. Yeah. And uh, you can perform this, we can perform this together. Okay, I'm excited yeah. for that. That has been this week's episode of Quiz. <gasps> Quiz, quizzy quiz, quizzy quiz, quiz, quiz crew. Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, quizzy quiz, quizzy quiz, quiz, quiz crew. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, how well will you do? I'll blow you, I guess. Lovely. And now it's time for our new favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not referring to owl poo. We're not referring to plarpins. We mean the messages you send in when we refer to Hedwig's Droppings. Yeah. Now then, before we get to the messages we've had this week, <gasps> it's somebody's big boy birthday today. It is. It's my birthday today. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. You're going to spend your money mm-hmm. and Hedwig has dropped you a lovely gift oh it's talking Hedwig what do you bring for me Nimbus uh, 3000 uh, not quite it's a bag with sharks on it lovely right. you have to open the card thank first. you so much we've got a bag with sharks on it and we've got a card oh it's turquoise what do you call it baby Tommy it says on the front <laughs> let's open this thing <laughs> what we got here <laughs> Top-notch nephew, there's a, <laughs> a baby on the front. I'm assuming this is from Uncle Vernon, is it? Well, not quite. Dear baby Tommy, love, Uncle Daddy. <laughs> there you go. Who, who's that off then? Uncle Daddy. Is that of you? Yeah. You Uncle Daddy? For this card, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> and let's have a look at this gift. Ooh, what have we got here then? Hey, <laughs> it's a Lego set. It's uh, it's the famous scene from Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Uh, it's uh, Gwarp, uh, and he's got his hands round Umbridge. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, centaurs are shooting him. That's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do that. Thank you so much. Hey, you're very welcome. Many happy returns. Thank you. Now then, for this week's Hedwig's Droppings, because it's New Year... We sent out a thing. We're going to do a giveaway. So everyone whose name we read out today is going to be sent a Pottervision keyring. Whee! Whee! So the first person that got in touch was Sophhunter2000 on Instagram, who asks, if you were to completely scrap the Hogwarts houses and start again, 
What would you call the new houses and how would you divide up the pupils? Sometimes I wish that you'd give me these questions beforehand. Do you think? So I could at least have a few days to think about them. <laughs> right, well, what have you been thinking? Right, first house, wiggle wump. Yeah. And that's people who have, like, clumsiness. Yeah. Or fall over. Uh, second house, um, um, dog's tooth. Yeah. And that's like real nasty pieces <laughs> yeah. of work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, third house, bungalow drains. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's people who always wave thank you. Yeah. When you let them out of a, of a cul-de-sac. And the final one is, um, it is beaver hole yeah that sounds disgusting i don't want to be in that house oh, that's just pure nerds <laughs> pure nerds in beaver hole well i've always said yeah that, um and um, i'm not a fan of how they're divided you know yeah yeah uh, so maybe have it a bit more random houses yeah uh and these, these are the four houses yeah a b y and z i love it yeah yeah and then if your name com- begins with any other letter, you no, come in. It's completely random. Oh, I love it. You're completely random. But you still do the sorting ceremony. You go yeah. up, uh, A! <laughs> uh, B! B! Y! That'd be good. Z. Yeah. Or maybe just do it alphabetically. <laughs> like A to, yeah. uh, A to F. That's how G I to M. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what house I'm going to be in. You're going to be in house one. Yeah. Surname begins with a B. That's a very good idea. Thank you. Thank you very much, Soap Hunter 2000. You got a key ring coming your way. Hey, it's going to be in the post. Now, Ginge Pixel has messaged us on Instagram. Go on, Ginge. And he has a house question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a quick fire round. I'm going to give you some celebrities. And I want you to sort them. Go sort them. All right, first up, David Attenborough. Uh, Gryffindor. It's got to be. Vinnie Jones. Who's Vinnie Jones? He's like the old, he's like in, he's an hard man. Oh, him. Slytherin! Slytherin! Uh, Greta Thunberg. Uh, Hufflepuff. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Gryffindor. Uh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> Gryffindor! <laughs> what? <laughs> Phoebe from Friends. Uh, Hufflepuff. It's gotta be Hufflepuff. Meghan Markle. Ooh. Ravenclaw, I reckon, for her. Ravenclaw, yeah. Woody from Toy Story. Slytherin! Slytherin! Because there's a snake in your boots. Very good. Thank you. Now, the so, Ginge Pixel, congratulations. Uh, Keyring is on its way to you. We've had another message from Toby Blees on Instagram, and his question is, if you were to create a new challenge in the Triwizard Tournament, mm. what would it be? And which four characters would you like to see face the challenge? A new challenge in the Triwizard Tournament. I feel like they're all very similar, the challenges. Mm. They're all, like, physical... Get, get to there. Get there, get fight the, this. Get to get to the middle of the maze. Yeah. Get the dragon egg. Yeah. Get, I feel like Get one, your sibling back. Get your sibling back. I feel like one of them should just be a bloody tricky Sudoku. <laughs> Who does yeah. it quick enough? Something well, maybe, like just, do you know what? Just take the tasks from the first book at the end, you know, through the trapdoor. Yeah, yeah. Use them. Use them. Untangle yourself from them vines. Yeah, catch... Kill Voldemort. 
That'd be brilliant. Automatically, it doesn't matter whatever the rest of the rounds are. Yeah, yeah. If you kill Voldemort, you just win. <laughs> yeah. You win the Triwizard Tournament. Who would you like to see face these challenges? Mm. Some other students. Um, I don't think they utilise Neville enough. No, he'd be good. Stick him in. Yeah. Get Dudley Dursley involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a wand in his hand. Just bring him. Yeah. It's like when they have, uh, you know, like in the X Factor, he would be like Wagner or uh, Jedward. Yeah. They're not going to win it, but they're good entertainment value. I've, I've been watching um, Colin Creevy bring him in. Yeah. Get him in. He'd be amazing. <laughs> I was watching uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Dudley Dursley's in that, you know. Who is he? The actor who plays him. That's about chess, isn't it? Yeah, it's about chess. Mm. And he's in it. And, and he's very slim now. He, I think he was slim in the later Harry Potter yeah, films. Yeah, he was, yeah. They, they padded him out. But I was looking at his face and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they should have used him more. I like looking at his face. Yeah. He's got a funny face. That would have been a good thing, wouldn't it? Like, If you're listening, Dudley, write in. We'll send you a keyring. Yay! <laughs> we'll send you a lovely Potvision keyring. And thank you to Toby, please. Now, on Twitter, we've had a message from Kevin Caswell-Jones. KCJ! Now, we've had this question before, but this is a bit more specific and I like it. He says, do you think any of the teachers at Hogwarts have ever had an affair? And how did they cover their tracks and what did they utilise from the room of requirements? Oh my God, what a specific... Right, give me some teachers, who've we got? Right, Sprouts, Trelawney, Flitwick, Quirrell, Bins, Snape, McGonagall, Umbridge. All these are sounding so faithful. The yeah. only one, Umbridge, would be unfaithful yeah. if she had a partner. I can't imagine her with a partner. No, no. I reckon, yeah, she, she's she been up to something, I think. Maybe Trelawney. Yeah. A, uh, an affair of passion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a passionate affair. And what yeah. would you use in the room of requirements? I'm, imme- I'm immediately thinking, like, sex dungeon in there. Um... An excuse, you know, <laughs> where have you been? Let <laughs> <At> me mothers. <laughs> Just like a little, uh, you know, like a speed camera. Why aren't, why aren't you coming home for Christmas? <laughs> I'm having to stay at Hogwarts. It's very important. Uh, and the other thing Kevin asks is, describe the staff room during break at Hogwarts. Mm. I think it's just going to be Snape moaning. Oh, these students are so stupid. No, I... Maybe. Snape is definitely that guy who pretends, you know, to hate all stuff. Oh, Christmas decorations. What a waste of time. Yeah. But if they haven't got him a secret Santa, he's going to have his heart broken. Yeah. And he he loves it every year when they involve him. So I think he's sat there whinging. Yeah. You know, but he loves it all. A hundred percent. And if it's anything like the staff room at my school at break time... There's going to be a bloody big queue for the photocopier. <laughs> really? That's what you have to spend your break doing? Oh, yeah. Well, you see, I'm lucky, you see, because I'm, you know, as I'm not a teacher, I can go during lessons when it's free. Get that photocopying done. But <laughs> at break time, all the teachers are there trying to get their uh, booklets printed. They're getting focused. I think the teachers are gossiping. Yeah, gossip. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. having their lunch. Scotch eggs. Scotch eggs, yeah. <laughs> Sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. Cheese and onion sandwich. Yeah, party rings. Mm-hmm. Just having a whale of a time. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much to Kevin Caswell-Jones. Now, we've had a question specifically to you, Tom, mm. on Facebook, from Philippa Thomas. Okay, okay. And she says, thank you so much, Tom, for your mould shower tips. Do yeah, you have yeah. any insider knowledge about the really stubborn bits in the corners? 
Right. I think I replied to this, but for anyone who didn't see the reply, yeah. here it is. The corner bits, they might need a second treatment. Oof. That involves a bit more toilet roll, a yeah. bit more bleach. Leave it overnight. If that's still not done the trick, the only thing I can suggest is the Lucas Kirkby charm, which is using Silibank, if you've got the money. Otherwise, go halves on it with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Get into some kind of mould-removing <laughs> syndicate. You know, you all put a bit in, you all share the solution. Yeah, but what an excellent question. And thank you. I love that that's now become part of the podcast, the yeah. mould removal and maintenance. Hey, and there's going to be definitely more to come in a few weeks. <laughs> more big updates. Look out for them. Now, we've had two more messages. We've had one from Steve, who emailed in. Mm-hmm. Now, when I read this email, now, Steve has sent us a list of loads of Harry Potter gifts that he received over the years. And my first thought was, why on earth has Steve sent me this email with all these things? But I then listened back to last week's episode and we asked for people to tell us what they got for Christmas. Oh, yeah, did we? Yeah, the yeah. worst presents. Worst gifts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is crazy. So Steve says, because I liked Harry Potter when I was younger... Every year, my family have bought me Harry Potter tats. Right, are you ready for this list of tats? Yeah, 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 yeah. The fifth book, years after I'd already read them all. <laughs> Harry Potter egg cups and toasters in the shape of lightning bolts. Yeah. Socks and coasters of all the houses. A frame containing my letters in the post. Hogwarts robes, dressing gown, pants, platform nine and three quarters mug. I thought you can say shoes then. No. <laughs> platform shoes. <laughs> platform shoes. Plates, Hogwarts scarves, T-shirts and tea towels. He says the one Harry Potter related thing I would actually love but never have is the first game on PS1 as I left my copy at an ex-friend's house and haven't had it back since. Oh my Look, God. You tell us their address. We <laughs> will get it back for you. The Potter Vision boys go above and beyond. We do. He says it's one of those so bad it's good games. And PS1 Hagrid was my gay awakening. Ooh. Peak male performance, apparently. Right. Well, so. guess what, pal? You've got some more Harry Potter tat on your way. It's a Potter Vision keyring. Hey, it's on its way to add to your collection. Um, what was I going to say, though? But, yeah... That's the thing, when you tell people you're involved in Harry Potter, they st- well, not involved, you like it, they yeah. start sending you tat. It's loads. I've started to accumulate stuff. I've got socks. When you said that notepad, not notepad, the uh, uh, Egg and Soldiers yeah, making yeah. kit, I can completely imagine it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it on the shelf going, who'd want that? <laughs> I know who'd want it, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> and our final message this week is from Trousers 13 on Twitter. And she asks, what would you guys do if you had to protect the Philosopher's Stone? What strange, unsolvable puzzle would you use? Mm, have you been thinking about this? I've been thinking a little bit about this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. me and you have talked about Dumbledore's pocket <laughs> yeah. many a time. Just keep it on your person. Um, yeah. We're actually going to get to, in a few weeks, we're going to get to the chapter where we see all the, the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think... You know, keep it keep it on your person. It's probably the best idea about oh, that. What an entertaining answer. Thank you. <laughs> or just keep it in Gringotts. No, keep it in plain sight. You think? Keep it like, you know, in like a jam jar or something. Yeah. Covered in jam. Covered in jam. <laughs> and people like, you know, 
And people aren't going to touch it. No. You'd never go around someone's house and open a sealed pot of jam, would you? No, you'd never. That's a clever idea. Yeah. Very Just good. in the cupboard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's no way, you know, you're not going to accio it, are you? No. Some things, for some reason, don't accio. No. No rhyme or reason to accio in. There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason. What about having the, you know, when Dumbledore does that chalk circle around the... Uh, the, the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, put a chalk circle around. Put a chalk circle, make the age restriction a million, mm-hmm. and nobody can get through that. Put it in an opened box yeah. of Turkish delights. No one's going to touch it. I'm not going to touch it. No. Hide it uh, inside a bounty <laughs> in could, a box of celebrations. Uh, you could do it. <laughs> you could do it um, Men in Black style. Yeah. Round your dog's neck. Yeah. Philosopher's Stone is around Orion's belt. You know how you call your dog's collar its belt? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or lock it in a room and throw away the key. (laughs) Why not do that with like a massive door? (laughs) You know what? Because they're going to come in with um, Alohomora, aren't they? Yeah. But you can't Alohomora a room that's been bricked up. No. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> that is true. Brick it up. <laughs> no one's going to know it's there. Mm, it's a tricky uh, one to think about. Oh, I've got the perfect one. Go on. The Weasley's Vault. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to go in there. Do they even have an account at Gringotts? God not going. Excellent question. Thank you very much, Miss Trousers. And thank you very much to everybody who... Gave us a question this week. You're all going to get a keyring in the post. And please send in questions, comments for next week. You won't win a keyring, but we will give you a shout out. Yeah. So this has been the Potter Vision podcast. As always, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search for Potter Vision. Send us an email, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. Or go to our website, pottervision.com, and you can contact us via the form on there. This has been Chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. Please join us next week. We're heading towards the climax of the book, and it will be Chapter 14... Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback. Oh, I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. See you in a week. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favour. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will.